Welcome to the Liberty Cafe, where oppression is on the menu. Well, it looks like it's Corporate Welfare Week at the Texas Legislature. There are a lot of bills moving through the Texas House of Representatives that will bring massive dollars, send massive dollars to, to big businesses out there. There's some bills over in the, uh, the big ones are over in the Texas House, but there's also a lot going on in the Texas Senate this week. And so I was looking at this, it made me wonder, where are all the Texas conservatives? Why, why aren't they standing up and fighting against these bills and a lot of other bills that we've seen come through the legislature already? Well, that's what we're going to talk about this week. Where are all the Texas conservatives on this week's episode 126 of the Liberty Cafe? Hi, this is Bill Peacock, and welcome to the Liberty Cafe. It's a blessing to have you here with me today, as it is every week. It's just it's so great that I get to do this and, and look at these issues and bring them out into the open and, and look and see where oppression is coming in to our system and what we can do about it, and I'm glad you're here with me on this journey. Also very grateful and blessed by the folks over at Texas Scorecard who are fighting for my liberty and your liberty and their liberty and doing a great job of it. So please run over to Texas Scorecard and see what you can learn about the fight for liberty going on here in Texas today. Well, as I mentioned at the opening, it looks like it's Corporate Welfare Week in the Texas legislature. There's a, several bills going through uh, through the legislature that would just throw billions of dollars, it looks like, at um, big corporate welfare Type entities over in the Texas House, there's two bills th- that would seem to be aimed at, you know, like film and TV. Uh, House Bill 4419, which is about film and TV service subsidies, and then there's this House Bill 3600, Texas Multimedia Production Program, which sure sounds like the other one, but it's a different bill. So I guess they're throwing more money in, in a slightly different direction through that way. Um, And then there's also uh, another bill that might be up on the House floor this week, which is House Bill 5, which is the resurrection of the old Chapter 313, which is basically uh, the law that used to give um, school districts the ability to give subsidies, property tax abatements, about half of property tax payments for about over a 10-year period to businesses who agreed to come in and build some kind of manufacturing plant or business in in the school district, along with a lot of renewable energy, uh, wind and solar farms. And those businesses are the majority of businesses that take advantage of these types of things. And so that bill has been resurrected. That program has been resurrected. It went away last uh, last year because a lot of conservatives, but also some liberals, put some pressure on the legislature and they let it die. Well, it's back, and they're trying to get it through. So those are three bills that that might get through the Texas legislature, uh, at least the Texas House of Representatives this week. There's a couple other bills over in the Texas Senate. They're not as big in the scope of things, but they would provide subsidies for uh, smaller-type businesses. And so wherever you look, it seems like the Texas legislature is in the business of giving away our money and not really focusing on the things that are important to us. And so I thought I would just go through and and look at some bills in the Texas legislature and, and see where are all the conservatives? Why aren't conservatives standing up and fighting against these things? 
because it's really hard to see the evidence of conservatives doing that this legislative session. So what I did was I just took the top 10 bills in both the Texas uh, House of Representatives and the Texas Senate, and we're just going to walk through those bill by bill and look and see whether or not these bills are, are big conservative priorities, and if they're not, are conservatives standing up and fighting against them when they're doing harm to things rather than good? Now, why would I pick the top 10 bills in each house? Well, for the most part, when a House member or a senator or their staff usually walks into a um, into the clerk's office in the House or the Senate and files legislation, they just get the next bill number in line. But that's not the case for usually about the first 30 bills or so in the Texas House and the Texas Senate. The, the leaders of the Texas House and Senate, that would be Dade Phelan, the Speaker of the Texas House, and Dan Patrick, the Lieutenant Governor, and the uh, Presiding Officer of the Texas Senate, they hold those numbers, those top 30 numbers back usually. And so if you see a bill that's House Bill 5 or Senate Bill 7 or Senate Bill 12, something like that, that tells the world and all the lobbyists and all the special interests and and other members of the legislature that your bill has the stamp of approval from the lieutenant governor or the house speaker. And so one would think that the, you know, in a Republican-led state with Republican majorities in both the Texas House and Texas Senate, that the top 10 bill numbers would have, would be conservative bills. The top 10 bills with those top 10 bill numbers would be conservative legislation with conservative priorities. But I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, that's not the case. And so what we're going to do is is look at those bills and see which ones actually are conservative priorities and which ones aren't, and then see if there's any um, conservatives standing up and fighting against these bills in the Texas House of Representatives and the Texas Senate. And I'll tell you right up front, the answer is, well, there aren't many bills that are conservative priorities among these top 20 bills in both houses, and they're just about the same amount of number, very few conservatives standing up and fighting against the bad bills that are going through. So let's first look at the Texas House of Representatives. So 10 bills, House Bill 1 through House Bill 10, just give you a, give you a heads up in advance. I would say that there's probably one bill in there that we might say would be a conservative priority, but the other nine are not. And all the other nine, in fact, I would say, are um, not good bills at all. Uh, well, I'll give you, let's say, eight out of those ten bills are not good bills, and only one you really might call a conservative priority. The first one is House Bill 1, the Texas budget. See, the, the legislature has, at its, uh, has available about $70 billion more dollars to spend of state taxpayer dollars than it did than it appropriated or spent back in 2021. Yet, how much of that money are they giving back to us in the form of property tax relief? Or how much of that have they decided just to give back to us and not spend? Well, the answer is not very much. In the House bill, that number is somewhere around the neighborhood of 10 to $12 billion out of the $70 billion. The rest of it, they're either spending or they're just putting it aside so they can come back and spend it later. 
and yet this House Bill One passed the House of uh, House of Representatives 136 to 10, and only two of the votes against it were Republican votes. The other eight votes against it were Democrat votes, presumably because it didn't spend enough money, things like that. There were there were no only two conservatives standing up and saying, no, we can't do this to Texas taxpayers. Then we get over to House Bill 2, which is the House Bill Property Tax Relief Bill. It's it's good as far as it goes. The, the problem, again, is that um, it doesn't provide real lasting property tax relief. It, it is going to do more harm than good in the sense that whatever money it it it, it spends in property tax relief is going to go to Texas schools, and then Texas schools are going to raise their property taxes along with the cities and the counties and the, the, the water districts, and that money's going to go poof, and we're going to see very little of it ourselves, and then the problem's just going to continue on and get worse. So it's not a good bill from that perspective, yet it voted a, it was 140 to 9 with zero Republicans voting against it. Nobody on the House floor stood up and tried to do anything um, to that bill to add more property taxes uh, relief to it or, or make it a good bill. Conservatives were AWOL on that. A House Bill 3 is a public school safety bill. Uh, I suppose you might say that this, you know, is it, you know, we need more public school safety, obviously. The, the, the problem is, is, basically what this bill does is it throws money at the problem without dealing with the, 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 the underlying causes that are public school safety day. You know, for instance, one thing they could do is really in, increase the ability of teachers and, and other officials in schools to, to carry guns to protect themselves and not leave these places gun-free zones. That's not what this bill does. It went through 122 to 19 with zero Republicans voting against it. House Bill 4 is a data privacy bill. Uh, you know, we all get concerned about what companies are doing with our privacy, but the main thing they're doing with our privacy, our data and things like that, is giving it to um, government, and that's the big problem. This doesn't address that at all. This is just window dressing, trying to regulate private businesses, which is usually not a good idea, and without actually solving the problem, 146 to nothing, the vote on this. Everybody went through this. House Bill 5 is the Chapter 313 replacement I talked about briefly earlier. Uh, it, 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 has a, it has 76 sponsors. It hasn't made it through the process yet, but it could well be up on the House floor this week, as I mentioned earlier. So it, it looks like it's going to get through, and um, I, there probably will be some no votes on this one from Republicans, but it'll be interesting to see how many Republicans stand up and vote against the against this. I think there will probably be a lot more no Democrat votes than Republicans, but we'll see. But it looks like it's likely to pass. That's House Bill 5. On House Bill 6, that's a drug overdoses bill. That's the one thing that I said it probably should be, a, a we might consider a Republican priority. I don't know a lot about the bill. It passed 121 to 24 with only Democrats voting against it. Uh, it increased penalties for um, for people who manufacture and sell drugs that wind up uh, killing people or causing drug overdoses, uh, poisoning people, essentially. And, and that's not a bad thing, uh, but it doesn't do anything to solve the real problem, which is our 
borders, which are allowing all these drugs to come through because nobody will stop folks from coming through our borders. But nonetheless, this is the one House bill that I'd suggest uh, you, you could look at as, as seen a, as a conservative priority. Then we have House Bill 7, which is public services on the border. This isn't about fixing the border problem. It's about providing public services on the border. This has a really high number. It hasn't even gotten a hearing, so it looks like it's not going to pass. But the, the fact that it had a high number from the Speaker tells you something about the priorities of the Texas House and the Texas House Speaker. House Bill 8 would increase higher education funding, and which is the last group in this world that needs more taxpayer funding is higher education. Uh, they get plenty of our taxpayer dollars and, and many both from the federal and, and the state governments. This bill passed 145 to 1 with just one Republican voting against it. Nobody's standing up on that one. House Bill 9 is broadband funding. So this would throw billions of dollars of our money at building out broadband infrastructure in, in rural Texas and other places. And this is simply a bunch of corporate welfare. These companies rural telephone companies are hurting out there because they they their their model building wires from house to house to house are kind of get out of date these days you know and they're being even made more out to date because Elon Musk is out there building satellites bringing broad grand broadband straight to people's home with low level earth satellites right into our homes we're not going to need those those wires much anymore, particularly out there in rural areas where it's so expensive to build out. So just when technology is coming to solve the problem, the private sector technology is coming to solve this problem of broadband uh, access out in rural uh, America, here comes the Texas legislature with billions of our dollars to, to solve the problem. This one passed 139 to 7, and those 7 were all conservative Republicans. So finally, there's one bill that a few conservatives actually stood up and fought against. And then the, uh, the last bill here is House Bill 10. It's increased water funding. And this kind of follows along the same line as the, uh, the broadband bill you know, and the, the electricity bill that we'll talk about in a little bit. Whenever we're running short of a little bit of stuff, water or electricity or, or broadband, the Texas legislature seems to be coming along and throwing a lot of our money at it to fix the problem. In this case, there hasn't been a vote on this bill in the House because it's waiting for the Senate companion, Senate Bill 28, to come over. But I would note that the Senate Bill 28, which is, again, just throwing more of our money at, at a problem, passed the Texas Senate 31 to nothing. All right, so let's move over to the Texas Senate and see what's going on over there when it comes to protecting our conservative priorities. When, when, when you add up the, uh, the top 10 bills in the Texas Senate, I would say there are three out of the 10 that are truly um, bills that are trying to advance conservative principles and priorities in the Texas Senate. So that's better than the one out of 10 than over in the Texas House, but you can still see that's only 30% of failing grade in the Texas Senate. Yet those are the bills that, that Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick assigned the top as top priorities and the top numbers over in the Texas Senate. So the first one of those is Senate Bill 1, which is the Texas budget. Now, Senate Bill 1 isn't going to pass this session because this is the House's, House's year 
recession to pass the Texas budget. So it's going to have a House bill number on it. So the House Bill 1, we already talked about over in the uh, House, but in the Senate, that bill that increases spending by about $60 billion and puts around 10 to $15 billion on the side for us for them to spend later and only gives us about um, $10 billion or so in property tax relief. That bill passed the Texas Senate 31 to nothing. Not one single Texas senator was willing to stand up and say, hey, look, this is a bad bill. We're spending too much money. We need to give more money back to our constituents. Not one single Texas senator stood up against that bill. Senate Bill 2, which is which is a bill that would advance conservative priorities, would increase the penalty for illegal voting. Uh, that passed the Texas Senate 19 to 12 with all 12 votes against being Democrat bill. So this was a good bill, and the Republicans did the right thing on this. Uh, and so there's one bill on our scorecard, right, on our side. And then the next three bills, Senate Bill 3, Senate Bill 4, and Senate Bill 5, are all property tax exemption bills. And, you, and I have listed them as not conservative priorities. Now, of course, we need property tax relief. And so these bills should have been scored that way, except they're all taking the wrong approach. Uh, Senate Bill 3 increases homestead exemptions, which is just is a temporary fix. It doesn't solve the problem. And the real problem is that, that schools and cities and counties and special purpose districts keep spending our money and keep raising our property taxes. Homes, increasing our homestead exemptions is just a, just a band-aid on the problem, which really doesn't, but doesn't stop the bleeding. It, it still keeps bleeding. It looks like temporarily it solved the problem, but the blood starts seeping out from underneath it. They don't fix the problem. That one passed 31 to nothing. Senate Bill 4, which is the the bill that provides some property tax relief, but, but not nearly enough, passed 31 to nothing. And Senate Bill 5 provides a property tax exemption for business property, kind of like the homestead exemption. That passed 31 to nothing. That's 93 to nothing in favor of these bills. And nobody on the on the floor of the Texas Senate stood up and said, look, this isn't enough money. I'm offering an amendment to increase the amount. It just didn't happen. So I'm voting, I'm grading all those as not conservative priorities because they aren't truly solving the problems that conservatives need fixed, which is runaway local government spending and rapidly increasing property taxes. None of these bills will solve that problem. Let's move on to Senate Bill 6. This is a real boondoggle. This is uh, the Senate's attempt to deal with uh, reliability electric grid, but rather than get rid of renewable energy subsidies and rather than uh, in stop the PUC from regulating these businesses so much and let competition work, which it has done very well for some time now, this bill would spend $10 billion of our money and put that towards some big energy company or maybe multiple energy companies to come build plants just to keep the lights on in case we get, start running out of electricity somewhere down the road. But that's not how, that's not how markets operate where if you're running out of computers, the government just comes in and subsidizes new computer manufacturers. That's not the way 
markets work. It's not a conservative approach. This is a bad bill. It's taking $10 billion away from us. And it yet it voted, it went through 25 to 6. The only no votes were Democrats. And it's very interesting that a couple of those Democrats noted that they were against this bill because they were concerned about the effects on competition and electricity market. So there you go. Only Democrats apparently seem to be concerned about protecting competition in the Texas electricity market. Senate Bill 7, I've, I've counted this as a, uh, as a conservative priority because at least it's attempting to make renewable energy companies pay for some of the damage that they have, um, or they're causing in the Texas grid with all these subsidies and, and unreliability that they have. Yet it passed 31 to, to nothing in the Texas Senate. So that tells me that it's probably not as good a bill as it needs to be because if it really was taking on um, renewable subsidies like it should, there's no way the Democrats would have voted for it uh, unanimously, 31 to nothing. So we'll count it as a conservative priority, but it's got some room to go. Uh, the same thing I would say about Senate Bill 8, which is a parental rights bill. The, the good thing is that it, it was 18 to 13 in favor of this bill, with, with 12 of those 13 being uh, Democrats voting against it. So it, it obviously is doing something right. I, I've read the bill. It, it, it is narrowly tailored to fix this problem, using some of the language from the bill. It, it could be a lot better, but we'll give the, the Senate credit for this one because— um, because the 12 Democrats all voted against it. Senate Bill 9 is, is $2 billion for public school educators, and it increases the whole certification process, which just continues to mess up everything. That's not a good bill. It was 22 to 9, and all the Democrats voted against it. I don't know why. No Republicans voted against it, but spending $2 billion more on public school educators is just not a good idea. And so it, it is not a conservative bill. And finally, we get to Senate Bill 10, which is a $4.7 billion payment to increase teacher retirement funding. That went through the Texas uh, Senate 31 to nothing. It also has made it over the Texas House now. It's one of the few bills on this list that have made it through both of the things. 144 to nothing over in the Texas House. So apparently public school educators and energy companies and um, higher education rank higher on the scale than, um, than taxpayers when you look at all these bills that we went through. So if you, if you total all this up, what we have is uh, about um, a thousand votes in favor of these bad bills and only 11 votes against a lot of these bad bills. So, so where, are the, where are the conservatives? They're, they're not really fighting. When you total it up again out of the top 20 bills in the House and the Senate, uh, we give four of those, we call four of those conservative priorities. Again, four conservative priorities, 16 are not conservative priorities. Matter of fact, 16, most of the 16 are against our conservative priorities, yet that is what the Texas uh, legislature looks like this session. That, that is depressing, and that is, uh, 
it's discouraging for a lot of us conservatives. But I, but there's a lot of groups out there. You know, the Texas Scorecard, of course, we're working on those things. Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, uh, Grassroots America, the True Texas Project, uh, the Texan newspaper is doing some good work out there. there there's a, a lot of groups out there. That are, the Huffines Liberty Foundation, who, who I, or I work for as well, doing a lot of good things out there, trying to make things happen. So we're setting the groundwork, laying the groundwork for these things, the cornerstones for these things. And, and I think we got us moving in the right direction. But this session isn't going to be a, a shining star when it comes to conservative values. But we have to trust in the fact that not only are these groups out there doing these things, but God is out there doing good things, and he is setting the ground stone, the groundwork. Matter of fact, he's already set the cornerstone in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is making all things new uh, in this world and removing sin from this world, but it's going slowly, and we just have to wait patiently for him to do his work and, and for we to do our little small part along with him. Well, thanks for joining me on this week's uh, Liberty Cafe, and thanks again to Texas Scorecard, our sponsor. Thank you for listening to the Liberty Cafe with Bill Peacock. This show is produced by Texas Scorecard. You can learn more about this show and find other shows at texasscorecard.com. Be sure you subscribe and rate the show on whatever platform you listen on. See you next time.